Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. As I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? Finished the latest episode. Nice. We're here to talk about it again. We talked about the first seven minutes on yesterday's podcast. So if you want the beginning, there's a couple more things I picked up. Um, but yes, yeah, so listen to Monday's podcast on the first look of the first seven minutes, and then we'll finish it off here. We have to um, talk about the New York Times article a little bit. Yes. So, what did you think? I mean, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. There was obviously. What is that beeping sound? Uh oh. Did you hear that? No. Okay, I don't know what's going on. I keep hearing bling, bling. Anyways, um, hmm. well, I th- okay, obviously the big problematic moment is when Sandoval compared Scandoval and his situation. You can't hear that, huh? No. Okay, I don't know what's going on, but whatever. Um, to... O.J. Simpson, which, let's remember, it's not just about O.J. Simpson, because fine, he could compare villain to villain, but, you know, the whole O.J. Simpson thing had a whole avalanche of other people and things that were affected, right? We've got the Rodney King and the riots that was a result of the O.J. verdict, and so it's problem, troublesome that he's comparing it to that, but then the George Floyd comparison, like, are you kidding? Like, you need to compare it to, like, a celebrity scandal, not a horrible moment in time when someone was murdered. You know? Like, oof. I mean, like, my first reaction... Sorry, my headphones are bugging me. Um, my first reaction is was just, like, this is typical Sandoval running his mouth and just stepping into it. Once again, like, using the worst possible comparison that he could. And then uh, j- just the, it, like, yeah. if there, if there's one thing this guy is good at, it's be, sh- it's constantly showing exactly who he is. Being very tone deaf, very poor me, very ignorant to what the impact of what he's actually saying. Oh, I know a lot of, um, Bravo Labs weighed in and they're like, and to do it during Black History Month to boot. It's just like, granted, this interview was in December, but yeah, it's it's real ick. A, a lot but, of a lot of people are saying like that Stasi and Kristen got fired for like a similar you know, like they brought you know, they they did something, they brought things up, they talked about things, they doubled down and um and Sandoval really needs to be held accountable for these comments that he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, words can be dangerous. 
I guess people would argue they took an action, whereas he's just stating his uninformed, ignorant opinion. (laughs) I also cannot believe that he brought up uh, Danny Masterson. Um, Another, like, just an... (sighs) Well, like, what he... Okay, so here's the difference, too, between him and Stassi and Kristen, I guess. Um, He said tonight, he's like, I feel like people just want me to go away. I was like, yes, yes, we do. None of us, most, I will, <laughs> I'll say most, we don't want you to commit suicide. But take a beat, step away, the way Raquel did, the way Stassi did. She stepped away, she went through some training, she attempted to come back, but it was too soon, so mm-hmm. she needed to step away again. Remember when she did that Tamron Hall interview, and I was like, ooh, still missing the mark, girl. Um, so she went away again, quieted herself, worked on herself. That's what Raquel did. That's why, you know, Raquel was just as hated as he was, but she's getting, you know, more empathy now because she's demonstrating that, Yes, she took accountability. She's sorry. She's working on herself. She's removing herself from situations that would, you know, trigger bad behavior and, you know, giving up what they considered was what, you know, she thought it was love at the time. He's still saying it was love. She sacrificed that for the betterment of herself and, and, you know, ultimately everyone else because it would have been very hurtful for a lot of people if she did come back besides just herself. So, yes, Sandoval, you are right. We do want and need you to go away. You can come back at some point when you've shown growth or empathy towards other people. I don't know. You know, just take some time to reflect, work on yourself. And, like, I feel I've, like I can picture him right now, like, with, like holding his face in his hands, like, with his little people around him being like, I can't do anything without getting backlash on anything that I say or whatever. Like there, I can't make a move. Like I can see him like poo-pooing about this whole thing. And yeah, it's like, he's still, he, he, it's just, he still doesn't get it. No. And again, he's still like Lala says in this episode, doubling down, but like he's, he says it. So some of the things he said, okay. That, oh, what was it? I, I put some of, if you guys go on our Instagram, Vanderpump Rules Party, I put some of the highlight quotes that he made. Um, but one was about Ariana. They were saying, oh, she's still living in there. His his PR person apparently doesn't know this, which is, okay, first strike. Maybe you should know your client. And the situation he's in, she's like, what? Is her stuff still here? And he's like, well, I think she got a place. I don't know. The cat and dog are gone. Um, but he said she was still being spiteful about the uh, house. I'm trying to find the exact quote here. Um, oh, yeah. It took her a while to not be spiteful about the house. It's like, what are you talking about? So, again, he's just putting it back on her. Uh, he said he's more hated than Danny Masterson, a convicted rapist. Um, I love this part that the writer put. She goes, yeah, when he said that, she goes, I was a little worried that his publicist was there. I thought she was going to probably step in and control the article and make it difficult to get anything of substance out. But much to my 
It was like much to her joy. She's like, the publicist didn't even flinch when he said that Danny Masterson comment. She's like, so I knew it would probably be a, an easy road ahead. That was, that was one of the funniest things I've ever read. I loved that her aftermath too. And she's like, but then I was supposed to do one more step and go to his confessional. And they called and canceled and said, it wasn't a good idea. And all of a sudden, like the head honcho at, was it evolution or Bravo was there. And like, even Sandoval doesn't know this person. She's like, I met you once at Schwartz and Sandy's. You made me a nice mocktail. She's like, I knew something was up. She goes, cause I got a call from her and from Alex Baskin wanting to know, you know, what was going to be said in this article. So they are clearly in crisis scramble mode. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was in December or January, but right around the time we saw them, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of funny. Oh, so on Raquel, he got, and again, in this episode, but also in this interview, he's like, she never even gave me any closure. It was really hard. It still messes with me, which doubles into tonight's episode when he's like, you know, sometimes the people that hurt you most are the ones closest to you. and They don't know how bad it hurts. It's like, are you not aware that you are the person that hurt everyone closest to you? We've got Sheena crying, saying he was my best friend, like ever, ever in life. Bestest, closest friend. We've got Ariana, like over there destroyed. We've got all the people in the aftermath that had to choose. Schwartz getting it out. It's like, yes, you. that statement is correct, except for you are the one hurting everyone close to you. You are not the one being hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I love the Riley. She's like, yeah, me and my friends used to watch this show in, in middle school. And he's like, she's like, we thought it was epic. And he's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> He's like, when I punch Jax, that's when it really became stratospheric. I beg to differ. Yeah. First of all, it was Kristen, the slap heard around the world, and Stassi, that where it wasn't Sandoval punching Jax. I mean, don't get me wrong, I did love that scene. It's it's like it's pretty good, but it's that's it's not it. I, I like the beach scene when Jax is like, yeah, I did. So what? We're not that good of friends. He's like, Jax, we've been best friends for 10 years. He's like, eh, best. I mean, we're acquaintances. He was so cold. That, that's when Jax was like really good. Yes. Um, so that was a plus for Riley, the publicist, who's 23. And then the other plus was, you know, when he said, that horrible thing she looks at the writer and she's like mm, sometimes he says too much and then the following day forgets what he says i i mean i think like like my shocking takeaways from this article were yeah the shocking things that he said and the people that he referenced was like oh my god and then the fact that he even has a team also shocked me because i wasn't sure that he had one I really wasn't. Well, it keeps changing. Yeah. His assistants keep changing. Um, my favorite part, as you may have seen in one of my reels, was when the writer said, yeah, he he pauses a lot. Like, is that her way of saying? He says, yeah, you know, like, dude. Um, he pauses a lot, like, mid-sentence. 
Like a doll whose wind-up key just jammed. Yes. Uh, how many times have we seen him just stumble, pause, like, uh, uh, and that is why Ariana would help you out and help translate Sandoval's language. Yes. Okay. Then he said, this should go over well. I had no respect for reality TV before, but now I don't uh, have very much respect for actors. Like, can they even do what we do? Oh, boy. Like, you can say different genres. I couldn't do what they do, and they probably couldn't do what I do. But you can't say I don't have very much respect for actors. What the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I did think it's interesting that it was kind of, I mean, we knew this happened, but we just mentioned it yesterday on the podcast when, you know, this talk of Ariana not filming with Sandoval and the Schwartz of it. And we said, you know, obviously there was probably a, and as the writer says, come to Jesus moment, like we could tell production probably got them together and said, look, either film or the show's over or you're out. You guys have bills to pay, which is it, which kind of forced Ariana's hand to then go film, you know, still not talk to him, but at least be in the same filming presence. Right. And so that was kind of confirmed that Alex Baskin said in July, uh, which then explains, you know, after Tahoe, they kind of filmed together more that they brought the cast together to come in about filming. And he's like, look, we could squeeze a good season out, but I don't know about going forward. If we all don't film, I don't know if we can move past this. Very interesting. Yeah. You know, because we like to hear, hear them all tout, like this could go on forever. Right. It's like, you weren't thinking that. I, after this episode, I have some very strong thoughts about this season. And just like Lisa said, you guys might not like it. Like, I, I'm, mm-mm. That's all I have to say about this this episode. Mm-mm. Okay, on, um, I guess, a little bit of a lighter note. Well, one more heavier note. He said, Sandoval said that Ariana, they were out by the trash cans in the Tom Tom Alley, and Ariana ripped his chain off, split... <laughs> Split my lip and beat my ass. And then it says Ariana's team denies these allegations. So I didn't even put that in my quote because it's like, if she's denying it, I'm not going to perpetuate fake crimes or crimes that, I, you know, I'll say it. But I mean, I kind of love that, yeah, the lightning bolt necklace was ripped off. He, I mean, he is, he's, tried to, he's tried to share that story many times. Um, you know, so but why isn't there that violent storyline like there is with Raquel and Sheena? Yeah. When is some violence okay or not okay? But this one's, you know, because Raquel took the steps to take it there. Yeah. True. Okay. Some alarming things for me. Um, I did not realize you were, he was paid several hundreds of thousands of dollars for special forces. I would have thought like 50K. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So several hundreds of thousands, so two, three hundred thousand dollars, which is really funny. And we'll get into this in the episode. 
because the shit he did on Special Forces, and then tonight they show him getting into the cold bathtub, and he's like, <sighs> and she's like, you can do it. <clears throat> and come on. He was in way harder circumstances than a, a chilly bathtub. Come on. He just got back from Special Forces, too. He's such an actor. He is. I mean, that scene. <laughs> you guys, I texted Holly that horrible, cringy scene saying, I cannot. And she goes, oh, yeah, I nearly destroyed my TV. <laughs> I, I didn't know, like, what to do. And... It took everything in me, yeah, to, like, stay in my seat and not destroy something. Like, I was just, like, you – just everything about it. Everything about it. You know, he's like, hey, guys, I got an idea. Okay, get a tight shot. I'm going to come up, and it's going to be, like, a slow-mo of me. It's going to look really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Interesting that he was trying to do a residency at Chippendales in Vegas. The Scandival ruined that. He's like, I was in a great shape. Uh, um, what was he going to be the host, or was he going to like be a like a fireman or something? Like, what's he going to be? You remember when we went to Magic Mike, and it was like very like boys in skinny jeans doing like boy band dance moves, and it was like, eh, it's not the same thing. Was he going to do that? Because Chippendales is that's the wrong show. On um, Saturday night, me and one of my friends uh, went to this show in at the Beverly Center, actually, on the top floor of the Beverly Center. And um, one of our friends, one of our couple friends, got sick, and they had tickets to this, like, dinner show. This, like, dinner burlesque show is how it was billed. And um, they had, you know, they paid for, like, like, this expensive dinner and, you know, cocktail that comes with it. So we're like, dude, we'll go, you know? So we totally went and... O-M-G. Like, um, when I was going, Chad's like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, worried. Like, what is this going to be like? And he's like, you've been to tons of burlesque things. Like, we've been to a bunch with Sarah. And, like, it's it'll be fine. It was very different than the ones that we have been to. <laughs> um, How so? It was very um, interactive. It was very couple It was very, like... Um, where the MC puts you on the spot, you know, and like comes out like they want you to like participate, um, was a little uncomfortable to be with a friend. Every, well, I, it was very coupley and very the vibe was like everyone was going to hook up after, like that was the vibe. You don't think it was uncomfortable to be, to be sitting there with you and Chad, two <laughs> inches away from the coochies of several girls in our burlesque show <laughs> i thought that one was like like really like pretty and like pretty tame I, but it's just awkward with yeah it is sitting there with your friend and your husband your friend's it, husband <laughs> and I, I think what made this one awkward too is like we kept thinking about the people who gave us the tickets and we were like oh my god like we had we didn't we don't know them like that that well so to like think that they were into this we were like oh my god like not that there's anything wrong with that but it was just like it was funny you know yeah oh my god okay so then the article states that they the OGs are making 35k per episode whereas like Raquel was 19 per episode and she did she got paid for 18 episodes so that is quite a lot and you know, I think that's a fair wage because she came on several seasons later. However, it makes me wonder, it was like, where's Lala at then? Mm-hmm. And James? 
Like if Raquel's at 19 with La- and OGs are at 35, are Lala and James at like 30 or like 25? 25, yeah, I would think. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Um, and then he was um, sipping a Red Bull iced coffee and a Dr. Pepper simultaneously. I just thought it was a lot of, uh, a lot of energy there. Yeah. And I'm surprised, you know, he and Stassi didn't get along better because they both love a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. What did you think about he said he prefers wearing the women's clothes from Zara versus the men's line? I mean, it tracks. I get it. It was funny because I'm like, isn't it fit different like in the crotch area and then the, the hip area? Because, you know, like boys go straight down whereas girls are like in and out. Mm-hmm. And then the writer points out, I mean, the sleeves would barely come anywhere near us. I'm like, yeah, the sleeves would be so short, right? Yeah. Because of like the, the, yes, totally. That's funny. Um, then, of course, one of the cringiest moments, and it's something he has said on nearly every interview and podcast he's done, gloating and bragging about how cool it is being single now that he's a celebrity. And he literally says, it's a cool muscle to flex. (laughs) Gross. I like, I go back and forth with Sandoval because I feel like I have definitely been more, I don't want to say on the side of Raquel, but I feel like, I feel like Raquel really had no voice, so I found myself empathizing with her, like, a little bit more. But at the same time, like, I do, and talking about the episode tonight, too, I do I do understand that this must have been hard for Sandoval and that it wasn't easy to go through what he has gone through. Like, he was hated. I think that he's making it, he's leaning into it a little bit more than it was, and that's it's starting to bug me. It's like they're they're talking about Ariana having an ego or whatever. It's like he yeah. he really has one too, where he thinks like I I truly believe if we hooked him up to like a lie detector test, and we were like Sandoval, like do you believe that you saved this show and carried it to a place that it's never been before, you alone? And like he would say, no, it was like. Me and Raquel, it was like everyone, and that would be a lie. He one hundred percent believes he he did this. Yeah, and she's okay. So she's single and a celebrity now. And is she going around saying it's a cool muscle to flex? No, and I think when he says things, like maybe it would be something that you would like joke with with your friends, like maybe, and they'd be like, "Dude, shut up!" Like that's like. I feel like a normal person would be like, ew, but he, it comes out of his mouth and then it's yeah. like, it's too late. And then everyone's like, did he really just say that? Like, or is, is that, I, I don't get it. But he has said it like five times at least. Oh, I know. And like we've, we've made it public. He obviously does. It doesn't, he doesn't care. It doesn't register. Look at how many times we see Schwartz saying, no, man, that's not a good tone. No, that's not good energy. Like, don't say it that way. He doesn't listen to anyone, no. including his best friend. No. He sees nothing wrong. And also, a cool muscle to flex on who? Mm, thirsty people wanting to either start or reignite a career? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Girlfriend? 
<laughs> like, who are you a- attracting with that statement? Like, are you sure you want that person that is impressed by that notoriety and, you know, infamy? You're not famous, you're infamous. And, like, I, and I feel like we, Sarah and I are speaking from actually witnessing the way that Sandoval is acting in public, in public as far as being at Sir events, as far as being at the premiere parties, as far as being at his own bar. If he would take the time and, like, talk to us quote-unquote fans, like, in just a normal way, and, like, a, you know... I'm not saying he needs to humble himself and like come crawling on his knees to every single person that comes to his restaurant. But even if he just made eye contact and like said hello, it would be like such a change. And I could go to bat for him a little bit more than I can right now. But yuck. He doesn't. I don't like it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm there, there's no way I'm standing up for him. Well, and that's why shorts, shorts can do, you know, horrible things, say horrible things. But then he'll counter it with in person. He looks you in the eye and is only talking to you. So then you're like, oh, okay. He's not that bad. Because it's like Allie said, we're all human. Of course, we're going to feel yeah, some empathy. Yeah, of course. And, and, I, and I, yeah, and I think that, 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 that's it with, um, with Schwartz too. Like, even like, you know, before, pre, um, Scandival, like when him and Katie were fighting, Katie would be there and Schwartz would be there. And who was the one who would take the time to look people in the eyes and have conversations with them? Not Katie. It was Tom. Yeah. And it was like, and, and you know, even though I was like extremely like on Katie's side, I'd find myself having a conversation with Schwartz and being like, uh-huh. Oh my God. Like <laughs> he is so easy to talk to. Katie for the win today, though, on commenting on the New York Times article. Oh, yes. Loved that. I mean, she was lit. She was, that was funny. What'd she say? Like, someone posted it, and she wrote, um, like, what the fuck? And then said, Schwartz, don't you want to go speak? Or what'd she say? Yeah, she's like, she's like, don't you, yeah. Yeah, don't you want to see, yeah, explain what, what he meant to say? Or It was hilarious. Like you always do, like try to explain him. You try to translate for him. Come on, where are you now, yeah. buddy? <laughs> so, go Katie. Um, a, lot of, a lot of surprised people that Andy didn't bring anything up today on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, a lot of people are saying he's going to bring it up on his radio show. Don't make me subscribe to Sirius again for the 14th time for the free trial. <laughs> I don't want to do it because I'll forget to cancel it. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay, so Sandoval did put out a statement. Yes. My intentions behind the comments I made in the New York Times magazine would explain the level of national media attention my affair received. The comparison was inappropriate and ignorant. I'm incredibly sorry and embarrassed. He spelled embarrassed wrong. Um, yeah, it, it looked like it literally took like 15 seconds. But, <laughs> but like I'm, he didn't put a butt or, and he, he got it up quickly, which before he's waited sometimes like two, three days before he has said anything. So I thought, okay, yeah. he promptly addressed it. He said something, so I'm like, okay, I don't know. But like, yeah, for some true. reason, for some reason, even the way he said the level of national media, that rubbed me the wrong way too. Like, 
I'm telling you, like, I, I'm not in his mind, but I, I feel like, like, I, I, I just feel like I have, like, Sandoval superpowers to read his mind. He loved this. Every, yeah. like, he loved it. And, um, I, I like, he, he really, he was like, I, look, like, I'm, he truly was, like, thrilled to be the top of the top news story. Sure. <sighs> All right. Well, I don't have anything more on that. Has anything else happened in the last day? <laughs> um, well, we had Raquel's post to Sheena. Oh, yes. And her podcast. So yes. I could not sleep. I, I'm like, just listen to it. It, it was pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, she did that herself. So she's kind of countering with... Uh, Raquel, I mean, Sheena and Lala both made fun of Raquel's podcast. We're like, what's she even going to talk about? Like, fine, you're going to tell your story. Then what? On episode three, what are you going to talk about? Um, Sandoval. And so she made a, I don't know. A, like, com- a compilation of compilation. San- Sandoval um, mentions. How many times Sheena has said Sandoval. And my God, I don't know how much time this took her. Um, she said it was her passion project for the last day and a half. So props, because it would have taken me a lot longer. Because she's she must have went through Sheena's entire vlog library or YouTube, because she's got Sheena in like <laughs> twenty five different looks <laughs> to represent how many times she's talked about Sandoval. And then I love that she put the little thing of Lala in there, like, "Oh, I can't say like a really interesting podcast," like making fun. It's like. You don't get to, you don't own the podcasting world, Lala. She can have a podcast if she wants to. Don't worry about it. You worry about you. Yeah. Same with Tom. Tom can if he wants to. It's your choice to listen or not. But I thought um, it was like, I, Sarah texted me and she's like, did you see Rachel's reel? And so obviously I stopped what I was doing, rushed to Insta to look and I I almost fell out of my chair. I I was not expecting that. It was like a big <laughs> surprise. And um did you see Israel's comment? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of funny. Uh he's like, "Oh, like and then the skull emoji. He's that like, girlfriend came to play." <laughs> I mean, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> I it, I I think I don't know that that I would like laugh so hard if it wasn't um, the fact that they literally called out what is going to happen happen on episode ten. It was her tenth episode. It very much like just kind of worked in her favor of like promoting her podcast, which it's like I think she's kind of like owed that. Like let her promote an episode, like for everything that's you know you guys have promoted the hell out of stuff with her. Like throw her a bone, you know. Um, you know, like Sandal says, you're welcome, Lala, for all the content for your podcast and all the merch I sold for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, but um, I would say the comments were, like, very much on Rachel's side. But there were a few saying, like, this isn't it. This isn't, you know, this isn't hitting the way you thought that it would. You know, and some people were... You know, telling her, why are you still talking about it, Rachel? It's the same thing to be said, like we said, with the holiday song. Uh, You know, just leave leave the name out of the holiday song. Or if you're going to go that route, go it on both Sandoval and Rachel, not just one. And so if they can go there, she can go there. Like, 
in an ideal world, we'd all like to take the high road and do the right thing and rise above it. But sometimes you just can't drink and help yourself. You know, there's everyone has a threshold and she's been doing the work and she's been coming across um, well on her podcast. And if she had a little moment of like, I'm just so sick of these snarky comments about me not, you know, having a podcast that anyone would listen to or of any interest. So it's like, I get it. Yeah. Now, are you, are you, are you getting sick of hearing Rachel weigh in on the weekly episodes or are you still kind of enjoying the extra content of her kind of explaining her part of it? I personally am. I, I feel like if she was silent, it, it, it would, I don't know what I would do this season. It's really helping me to have her talk about it and then having all the extra content, but I know some people are over it, so. And I, I think it's good because it's in relation to what was just aired, either a podcast or the the new episodes as they air. So it's like bringing back, here's what I was thinking, or here's what was actually happening. So yes, it's her way of answering her side of things. Since they are talking about her, it's a way for her to, without filming and triggering herself, putting herself in that position, it's still a way for her to get her own voice out. So I like that. It's been interesting. There's a couple of episodes that maybe weren't as interesting to me, but I see comments of people pointing out a couple of those episodes that maybe weren't my favorite. Um, other people loved. Right. And you know, I, they really I get into the psychology of it and stuff. And if I were producer Jerry or Alex Baskin or any of the, the peeps over there, I would be loving that she is doing this because the the reel that she did of Sheena absolutely promoted this week's episode. She is helping promote the the season. Like with her chiming in, it's that missing link that all of us are like, well, this is BS. Like we don't even know like what Raquel's doing, what's happening. Like this, it's, we're missing half the story. And now we're not because she is yeah. telling us. They're just not as happy because they're not making money off of it. But it's like you guys have made plenty of money off of it, mm-hmm. you know. And I also, it sounds like in listening to her latest episode that like she really appreciates having a space to to kind of talk about how what she's feeling. Like it seems like it brings it her comfort that she's putting out her own story and like kind of telling it the way she wants. So in a way, I'm happy for that too, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so we go back to the episode at the pool party is kind of where we left off Mm -hmm. when we were podcasting yesterday. Um, It's nice of James to make a little something about her pop-up floaty. Uh, That was so freaking cute. I got the feeling like this is James' first party ever. He was so excited, like... He was jumping up and down and clapping his hands. And he's like, yay. <laughs> he, yeah. he didn't seem to have a, like, he's like, Schwartz, look, 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 look. It's weed seltzer. <laughs> and then the jumping off the roof, I was a little concerned. I'm like, mm, you just got the house. You might want to think about the liability here for a second. And then when he's doing spins and flips, I was like, hey. That's pushing it, but yeah, I'm surprised production let them do that. It, it's like 
I don't know. That part, like, too, was, like, it was, like, stupid, immature boy energy comedy relief yeah. of the episode. You know, like, they're talking about all this heavy stuff. Um, it, this was a, a very heavy episode, much like last week where we're talking about extremely triggering, sensitive topics mixed in with a pool party and people jumping off the roof. So it's like, yeah, yeah th- thanks for the little... I don't know. Um, he his barbecue started on fire, and so he started fanning it. And Ariana's like, um, "James, yeah, let's not fan the flames." Yes, <laughs> my uh, ex brother in law did that. We had a Christmas like gingerbread house thing that lit up. You know, just that ornament, but it plugs in, it lights up, and it caught on fire one Christmas. And he ran it over like to the sink and everyone's like, no, because it's like electric. Right. So it's like going to be like an, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of that. Like he doesn't understand how fire works. Yeah. That was funny. Um, What did you think of Lala and Schwartz's convo? Uh, okay, wait, hold on. Let me get to those notes because I, I was, I ta- I'm taking kind of jumps around. Da, 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 da. Okay, wait, really, really quick. Do you mind if we go back to, so they first get in the water and this is when like Sheena kind of launches it. She's telling the group about her convo with, oh yeah, with Schwartz, right? And she's, she gets emotional about it. Like, she's like, you guys, like he was one of my best friends. <laughs> about Sandoval from after uh, yeah. she brought up Lisa. Yes, yes. And no, okay, you know what? One thing we missed last week, because I felt like I watched this back. I'm like, did I miss this part? So when they're still at Lisa's, and Sheena literally said, he's one of my best friends of my whole life. She's like, I don't think you're realizing. Um, and, and Sheena says this to Sheena. Uh, I mean, to Lisa. I don't think you're realizing how much this has affected me, especially. <laughs> I'm like, this is just a classic Sheena line. You literally just said, this hasn't been easy for me, especially. <laughs> like, everyone's accusing Sheena of making it about herself, but, like, she keeps saying things like this that make it so easy for people to say that. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, the, the thing is, is I don't even think we can accuse her of not being authentic in that moment. She means it. She 100, she, she's not just like trying to like steal camera time or something. She really means this has affected her very much. And it has. She just has to understand when people say there, she goes again, making it about herself. People think that anyways, a lot of people, but when she says things like this and she's done it in each episode, um, it's giving people that already kind of lean that way fuel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just, I just want to, I know this is going to be like, I don't know how to address this in this episode, but I'm really uncomfortable. I just want to say I'm extremely uncomfortable the way they are using mental health in this episode to really pivot their story of letting Sandoval back in the group. It's just not sitting well with me. I don't like it. Um, I think for for Lisa to use her brother like this is gross. 
Um, I think it's okay for her to share about it, but she's like building, they're building something off of this and it just feels yucky to me. She keeps saying, I know, I know the signs. I know. I was like, well, maybe you don't because you didn't know he was going to kill himself. So maybe you don't know all the signs. and, And basically... Like, I, I guess I'll just go, like, over my theme for the whole episode, and then we'll continue um, recapping it. But so basically what she's saying is if you guys talk to him, if you let him back in, if you encourage him, if you invite him on this Tahoe trip, then he won't be depressed. And he won't he won't do what my brother did. So it's like, that is, that's not true. Sounds like a gr- greedy producer move. Yeah, it, it's just like maybe that's the, maybe that's the case with some people, but to to minimize it like that and be like, you guys, like like ease off of him, and then and then the the sadness and depression will go away. Just ease off, and it's like mm, that's that's not it. That's not what depression. That's not what. That's not how you yeah. get to that result. It's like sometimes like invite them to a party, and then it'll be fine. And I like don't think and, so. yeah, and sometimes it. That does like sometimes there's something more there, which like and then it just absolutely drives me mad that this is the second week that they put the suicide prevention number up there. Meanwhile, no one offered to get Sandoval help. No one said like, I'm going to reach out to him and I'm going to help him go to a therapy session like that will make me feel better or I'm going to have him see a doctor so he can talk about like the, the symptoms that he's having or like no, he did a cold plunge. How about when Lisa called Raquel and tried to get her back and said, you should bring me flowers and come back to Sir and you need to film. Was she was she concerned about Raquel's mental health and stability and whether or not she was having those dark thoughts? Did, was she, um, because did, when Raquel said no, she got mad. And what about what about Ariana and everything that she went through? I'm sure she also faced some dark times. Or what about when Sandoval weaponized her mental health against her and and yeah. used it and was like, well, she was going to try to commit suicide if I if I broke up with her. Like, yeah. okay, so let's not check in with Ariana. Let's let's take care of Sandoval and include him, and that that will make you know once he gets and the th- invitation to Tahoe, he'll be good to go. Think about the scenes. Lisa and Ariana have had the last couple years about Ariana's depression. That's how they bonded, you know, Uh, and like this is where I think Vanderpump rules really misses the mark. They missed the mark when they had the firings and that they did not address it. That would have been a beautiful moment for reality TV that I think a lot of us would have liked to see. It would have shown like such growth in the genre of reality TV, but they didn't do it. And Right here, it feels. I'm. I'm. I'm so disappointed. I don't. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so back to the float. So Sheena is. You know, she's like, "Is it worth losing Ariana?" What did What yeah. did you think about it when she said that? I mean, it's like obviously she's considering it. I mean, here's the thing. She's like, "He's been my." best friend for almost my whole life or so you know one of the most biggest friends blah 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 but remember it wasn't just a few years ago you were trying to break them up and you were calling ariana's mom and saying tom's controlling and he's not good for her i'm like well 
you know. Who 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 told her in that scene, don't be a people pleaser, do it, follow your own heart? Was that Lala? Lisa. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I mean, I do, I did like that both Sheena and Lala stood up to Lisa and that, you know, Sheena's like, look, he's leaning into his villain area, um, era and he needs to show, um, not just accountability, but humility, show some humility. And like, that is something I think we've all thought and said all along. That's part of the problem is he's rubbing everyone the wrong way with his arrogance and showboating and peacocking. And Lisa's like, oh, he's just hurt. And then Lala jumps in. And she's like, no, he's not. He's doubling down. He literally just called me a narcissist yesterday. And I, I, I think all of us knew that this storyline was coming, right? We knew we, we saw the the video proof. We've witnessed it ourselves with our own eyes. The group is obviously going to get back together. They're going to film. We're making a reality show here. Like we're not dumb. But I feel like. Um, Again, like, I'm just disappointed with how they are choosing to, like, really turn this story and their and what they're using to do it. I think there could have been other ways to do it that would have been just as entertaining and not kind of, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right yeah. word is. So Sheena's obviously, so she's telling Katie and Ariana in the pool what Lisa's advice was and Ariana's getting irritated and she's like no no I'm sorry she's like what do you want me to do go on my Instagram story and say hey guys can you all like be nice to my ex-boyfriend like not gonna happen I thought that was funny I thought she's like he didn't give a fuck about anyone else's mental health and again so true and I and there's something this like that that this is why I'm saying they could have reframed this where they're not using, they're not using the whole, like, you guys don't do that to Tom. They could have made this, like, funnier and lighter and and not done this. Um, because I thought what Ariana did right there was hilarious. And the fear in, in Sheena's eyes and Lala's, because they, they know what they're going to have to do. They know they're going to the lake house. They know they're going to have to film with him. And when Ariana continues to stand her ground, it's funny. And that's where I believe, like, the, the conflict is. And I would have stuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now we hear from the after show that, like, she, Ariana's not responding to them very much. I mean, obviously, she's very busy right now, especially. But um, I think it has maybe caused a little bit of a, a rift. Also, if you take everything, I know Ariana has defended Sheena, but if you take everything in totality, you got the Tahoe thing, then you got the BravoCon thing. And yeah, Sheena said, I was up there to like reprimand him about how he's blaming Ariana, you know, but it's like, there's just all these little things and then put together, maybe she's creating a little distance, you know, between herself and Sheena. Or she's just busy. I don't know. I also loved when um, Sheena was like, but he was like an amazing friend. Like she, Ariana just said like, no. And then she's like, um, she's like, well, that wasn't genuine, Sheena. That wasn't his amazing friendship. That wasn't genuine. Which, like, <laughs> you know, like when 
when there is a breakup, like, in the friend group, or even, like, if it's between, like, friends, like, two girls or whatever it is, and maybe you're defending one of them to your friend that, you know, like, you're like, you know what, they never did any, anything to me, like, I thought they were really cool, and then the friend who was, like, hurt is like, well, you know what, they said that you're, like, a disgusting loser who's horrible at blah, blah, you know, and you're like, they said that? Like, it's it's funny when, like, the truth comes out from the other friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I thought that was funny because, but Sheena still doesn't care. She's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the other stuff at this party was Lala talking to Schwartz, and Schwartz is like, Ariana's just looking at me like I'm, I'm subhuman. Interesting to use her own words. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love her, but I'm not gonna like, you know, fawn for her affection. She's like. Putting put on this pedestal like a queen, like with diva energy. I don't know. Yeah, e- yeah, um, exalted diva energy. Um, and then Lala did something here where, you know, once again she's switching it up Lala style to throw us off. You know, to do some switch it up. And she tells us that she's tired of keeping her dukes up. She can't keep this up and be a dog in everyone's fight. And she's tired. Yeah. She's feeling tired. At least she acknowledged. She's like, I should have given you more grace last year. She's like, she acknowledged Schwartz's brother and Schwartz's dad's serious medical issues. And that was nice. Yeah. You know, every like two lines, as I look through my notes, is another plane flies over James's pool. And then I have two more lines of like, la la, Schwartz. And then another plane flies over James's pool. It's like seven times. If, if that, that is the most over edited, like little thing that they kept in. It's even on Watch What Happens Live, they brought it up. Yeah. And um, even Jenna Dewan's like, planes fly over my house. If you yeah. live it anywhere in that area, you could do the same montage over anyone's house. Yes. Schwartz said it. Yeah, I liked Jenna on Watch What Happens Live. She, you could tell she was very Team Ariana. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, it's not. It's there's not hasn't been enough time. No, it's too soon. Yeah, I was like yes, uh, but saying it very diplomatically. Yeah, I thought she did a good job of like showing that she was like up to date on what's going on. But then also, it's not like she was rude. She wasn't mean to Sandoval or anything. She was just like, no, I don't. I don't think so. You know. Yeah. Okay, so while the pool party's happening, we go over to Intimacy. <laughs> Intimacy. Okay. <sighs> and Bailey Lee, who still looks like she's seen a ghost, <laughs> um, goes in the room with him, you know, to cheer him on. I don't know, like... Rub his shoulders. You got this, buddy. Uh, into the cold plunge, which, like I said, he was in New Zealand in winter in freeze- for like 30 minutes, and you can't do a couple minutes in the chilly bathtub. <laughs> I mean, I, we can speak from experience. We have done cryotherapy. Yeah. Were we like whipping our hair up in slow-mo going... <sighs> Was I asking you to like rub my shoulders and count me through it? 
I feel like me a ten. I feel like I could have made it dramatic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it he go he like bobs around from going to like look at me like I'm the sh- a shell of the person that I was before this happened to like why is everyone treating me like this? You know, it's like which one is it? Like, are you healing and? going through it or are you like yeah and that's what he can't he can't pick a lane he keeps on moving around i have gotten some messages they're like there's no way billy lee and tom have definitely hooked up look at the way she looks at him and it is you know it's like we said last week with her bringing him the birthday cake it's just like gazing and like it's like he is my king energy (laughs) I am like borderline feeling bad for Billy Lee because I have for every negative comment I've seen, like most of the time, like even for Raquel, Rachel, like you'll see one positive and like five negative. But like I I don't know that I see any positive for her. And like if well, I was that- if I was reading the comments, like everyone's like, Why is she on? Like, get her off my TV. Well, you know, everyone tried. And gave her the benefit of the doubt. And it's like Sandoval when Ariana's like, he created this whole thing himself. So did Billy Lee. I don't know how many times we tried. Mm-hmm. And the stories we have heard from other people that have tried, just not a nice, likable person. Maybe to some people she is, you know? Yeah. To Tom, to Kyle, to Joe. I don't know. But 90% of the people I've talked to have had the same experience we've had. So... I say they have brought it. She has brought it on herself. Now, do I want to see her get bullied and name called? No, no, no. Um, but it just is not compelling TV, and she never really was. Didn't care for her attitude. We wanted to. We are rooting for her, um, but it just didn't. It just didn't work, and it still doesn't work. Yeah. Well, this is take two. We'll see. Like maybe our maybe our opinions will change down the line. I don't know. I, I will keep an open mind. Me too. So she asks him, so are you dating? He's like, no, dude, I'm not ready. No. I'm like, you have been seen with so many women during this period. Liar. Um, I'm saving myself for Raquel. And she's like, well, I'm just tired of everyone bullying you. Okay. Yeah, she's like, he's like, he gets out of the plunge and he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. And he's like, that feels so weird to say. And she's like, you deserve to say that. Like, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Like, you, no. And this is when he does the, you know, the people closest to you are often the ones that hurt you the most. I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You hurt Sheena. You affected her mental illness. You hurt Ariana. You affected her mental illness. You hurt Schwartz. You hurt James. You hurt Raquel. Like, that's a true statement, Sandoval. You're just not realizing, you're pointing the finger the wrong direction. And once again, like, I feel like this all could have gone differently if he did that cold plunge. And then he was explaining, you know, like, he, he starts off, like, being, you know, he's like, I've never been on, like, the outside of my friend group. Like, I don't know, like, I I feel like I'm not allowed to be happy. Like, those are all relatable things that I feel like us as the viewers would have been like, hmm, like, this this is kind of, like, we're really ganging up on this guy. But, once again, like, this article comes out today. Like, it's like, so, he can't get out of his own way. (laughs) 
And then he accuses, he makes the dumbest reference and he insults Andy Dufresne. I take personal offense. There's, it's, there's nothing similar. First of all, Andy Dufresne was like an innocent man convicted of something, a crime he didn't commit. Um, that has nothing to do with cheating with his wife's friend. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a different scenario. And then he's like, you know, when your friends aren't there for you and you're I'm like, well, Andy went to prison. So they, those weren't his friends. He had to make friends, but it's not the same thing. You're saying all your friends left you and you're alone. No, Andy was alone. And then he made, it just, it was just like a dumb, and he's, Andy Dufresne's like a, you know, the heroic character, right? In that movie. And um, have you seen it, please? No. You've never seen Shawshank Redemption? No. Oh my God. Chad. <laughs> it's so good. It's like literally one of the best movies of all time. I mean, maybe I have, but I literally don't remember what you're talking about. So I guess I need to watch it again. Definitely in top 10 of all time best <laughs> movies. Um, when Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. It's very good. Anyways, it, it has it bears no resemblance to Sandoval's situation, though. He's, like, really putting himself on a pedestal as, like, this admirable man that withstands adversity and is strong and... It, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, sometimes I think, Sarah, you remember that time you were on stage in karaoke? And I just think... Sometimes I think, I think I could do what Beyonce does. I think I could outshine Taylor Swift. And not everyone believes me. And that hurts. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, come on. Anyways. He might as well, like, okay, let me relate it to you. He's, He's calling himself Katniss. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I can see the reference. I just, yeah. Again, it's like one of those things where it's like you can't say that about like if maybe like let us say it, but like you haven't earned that. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. And then pick someone that has like. There are plenty of people that have gone through scandals and emerged on the other side. Like Hugh Grant, um, you know, or there's so many like cheating, you know, Eddie Murphy. Do you know who, uh, do you know who, who I'm still waiting to hear from? Katie Holmes. I would like to hear yes. like what she went through and how she freaking rescued Surrey Cruz and her little heels out of the, the Church of Scientology. <laughs> And Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Like, like I'm in there. She actually, she lost her children. Yeah. Like, like I want to hear that. How old is Suri now? She, oh my gosh. She's like, so, like they've been showing pictures of her. She's like a full on teen. I mean, because I know she was born when I lived in Santa Monica. Cause they, it was like two blocks away from my house. Yeah. And that was like a long time ago. It was. I'm going to look it up right so now. So maybe, maybe Suri can come out with her own story. Do you think Suri 17 sees years old. Yeah. Do you think Suri sees Tom? A- absolutely not. No. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So after another plane goes over to James's pool, I mean over his pool, we go over to Schwartz's. 
Okay, really quick. Oh, sorry, just one more thing that like I, uh-huh. I have to touch on. What did you think about Lala um, having like a convo with Allie like in the house? Like, so James has been sober for like how long? And like why? Yeah. And like I loved. <laughs> can I ask Go him? Ahead. And she's like, yeah, you should ask him. I love that she didn't say it for him. Yeah, I mean, I actually had that chunk written down, but then I was like, oh, we can skip over it because nothing really happened except for I love that Allie said, yeah, I know, but I don't I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. You can t- ask him about it. I was like, yes, thank you. Well, and then like later, like when they do talk about it, he's like, I've never really told anyone this, but then he's telling all of us. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, so n- now we go over to schwartz's house and this is a big moment with all the post-its on the fridge yeah dear buck so now he's he went from bubba to buck yeah sure katie loves that i love you so much thank you for everything i will miss you love blah 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 xoxxoxo yeah um okay that was cringy on watch what happens live was he saying he should have committed or he should have been committed? I took it as he, as he should have been committed, like like not committed. <laughs> like I I don't know, but if I to a would, mental facility, yes. If I was Joe, I would absolutely spiral for like the eighth time by the comments that he has made. Yes, he's like we're buds. We're well, we had a whirlwind romance, but. No, no, there's nothing going on. I mean, this the constant denying and denial. And we saw her in person, live and frantic, looking for him and asking people, is he still here? Like, the mixed signals she got, now it makes more sense why she was acting a little frantically. Yes, I don't blame her. And, okay, so in this, I was very surprised by this scene Um, at the end of this episode actually gave me a couple of surprises. Um, I, (laughs) I actually did not mind the Joe scene. Like it was like, okay for me. I, a, I love that, uh, he was like, should I give you cash or Olive Garden? And she said, Olive Garden. (laughs) Love that. Freaking love Olive Garden. Um, she wants to go on a date with him, but yes. Yeah. She's like anything. (laughs) I want that crisp, cold iceberg lettuce. Oh my god, yum! And the, the soup. soup and and the breadstick and yum. See, I know I'm probably the only person in the world. I don't like the breadsticks. Oh, see, I like to slosh it into my my soup and like I think they smell amazing, and it makes you want to. It's like movie theater popcorn. It smells so good that I think I want it, and then I don't enjoy eating it. So. I still eat them, but uh, every time I'm like, why am I eating this? I don't even like them, but I love the smell and I appreciate the unlimited. So those that like them have at it. Yes, absolutely. Holly and I would podcast with some curbside to go Olive Garden during COVID. Oh my God. (laughs) I was just talking to someone about like, like how amazing, like some of the, like the curbside things were that you could pick up. And I really wish that some of those things were still in place. Like, for instance, at Porto's, like there was, they had like such an amazing like COVID procedure where you would order online, go through the lane, pick it up. It's like you didn't have to talk to anyone. It, it stayed in your car. Like, I loved it. 
Remember, like, they had cocktails to go? Yes. Either single or in batch. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. It was, um, yes. It was crazy. We could walk around the street like it was Bourbon Street with open cocktails. That was fun. It was wild. <laughs> it was a good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about, oh, Jeremy. And I was like, yeah. And because we were talking about Huntington Beach. And I just said, that was just a great place to be during COVID. And he's like, um, because they didn't follow the rules. I'm like, they followed the rules. Not everybody. But it was, you know, it's open and safe. It's not so congested as certain inner cities. So you could, you know. Yeah. Everyone just adapted and like made like they were trying to survive, you know. Yeah. All right. So I did notice that Joe is cutting cuts his hair and then Sandoval walks in. I'm like, and you guys, Joe is Sandoval's hairstylist. She travels around with him on his tours for his shows, probably not all the time, but a lot of the shows we see her at. Um, and she did exactly the same. So they like basically have the exact same hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when they, he stood up, it looked like they were twins. Yeah. And this is when Schwartz describes who Joe is. She's, she's a human being in my life. The entire group thinks that it's his girlfriend, but then he goes on, she was never living with me. I mean, she stayed with me sometimes, but I mean, it was like a, a flash in the pan romance, but I, I mean, like, we're really good friends. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. So he's telling Sandoval about Tahoe and he's like, I really think, you know, right now, like Lala and Sheena in particular, there might be a little like sliver of hope, you know, and then Sandoval just does Sandoval and doubles down and does what he does again. He's like, yeah, but dude, you know what they've done to me? It was so fucked up. And Schwartz is like, dude, just don't take it down your tone. He's like, if you come in with this energy, you're just going to go two steps back. And he's telling him all the right things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy, but he just never fucking. What do you sense. What do you think about him being like really upset? Like he was like, people follow their lead. They they yeah. they basically told everyone how to treat me. <laughs> and it's like I personally, I was not listening to Lala or Sheena about what they said about how to treat Sandoval. I think we could all make up our own mind. Like I don't think we were influenced by them. You know. I mean we. We didn't bring tomatoes because we were influenced by James. No. Um, we brought cards. Yeah, we, we <laughs> thought outside the box. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, he's like, you got to let your guard down. This energy is not going to serve you well. And he's just, he's fucking right. He's like, your tone is terrible. And Santa was like, yeah, but dude, it's already been like five months. He's like, fine, just give it five more minutes. And Joe kept on trying to, like, pipe in. She's like, yeah, I, well, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. And I feel like they, they like, she was miked, but they wished, they wished that she wasn't. You know, they're like, mm, like, it was, like, cut kind of short. It was very. There's, like, a PA writing down a note saying, next time Rachel O'Brien her. <laughs> and then, like, the PA's like, who's Rachel O'Brien? And they're like, go watch season four. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Or six. (sighs) So, okay. um, Yeah, next we have Tori arriving to watch Summer Moon. And she has her sister who has, like, been, like, Summer's other caretaker besides Sheena's mom. I'm like, 
this you're come on. I I, really, I, I would have been offended if Yes. If someone was brought in to watch me babysit. Um, unless unless it was like under the pretense of like, I'm gonna have my sister there. If you can just watch like one more time what we do, like that would make me feel so much better. Like I'm still gonna pay you, like thank you so much, but like sorry, like just one more time with someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> I, I, well, which is why I think I'm really going to like next week's episode oh where Mark and Sheena get into it. And he's like, you're an enabling and just like your mother. I'm like, oh, shit. That's going to well, get and then And then Tori starts playing doctor with Summer. She's like, Summer, come here. How are you? Here's a little needle. Do you take Ozempic? And, <laughs> and Brock is like, uh, I don't think that's a good choice for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really and then and then Courtney arrives. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be good. Yeah, finally, God. Okay, um, so they talk about. Oh God. Oh, oh no! I was gonna say, have you ever been to Beach and Brew? Um, no, but everything's new and changed so much up there. Yeah, we we need to like go over there. I know. We're so busy, though, with our schedules. How would we ever have time to do that? <laughs> oh, man. So Allie doesn't want to have to be fake nice to Sandoval. She's preparing for the awkward. Like, I love that she didn't go into his house. And she's very clearly Team Ariana. But she's also, like, human and, like, can have empathy, but also doesn't want it to be awkward. So she's just dreading having to be fake, but fake this, nice. But this is what I'm talking that. about. These sort of conversations are bringing us in to where their heads, like, they know, like, what they're really saying in this scene is, like, we're going to cross, like, the the picket line. We're going to be scabs going into the grocery store, and we're going to go bridge something with Sandoval, and everyone's going to flip out. Like, are we ready for this? Like, can we do this? How are we going to handle this as a group? And I love that Allie shared how she was feeling, and it's like... There we go. Like, that's all we want is to kind of be included in this, not bulldozed down by Lisa's little arc that she's making right now. Like, that that's not it. And, and it's so interesting because Allie, arguably, is the least close person to Ariana. You know, they barely know each other. No, and she has, like, this... I don't want to say, like, wisdom, but it's like she, I feel like because maybe she's on the outside of it a little more than everybody else, I think she's a great person that can talk about how she's feeling going into this. Like, and it it really, I think it will help Sheena and Lala if she is, if she's there to kind of, like, to say, like, because no one's going to fault them for going and listening to Sandoval. Like, we, we obviously want to hear what he has to say. We're just hoping that it's something different than we've been hearing. So we can we can do this together, you know? Like, ah! Yeah. Well, and something different than we've been hearing or thought we were going to see, which is the next scene, which really surprised me. And it makes everything make so much more sense. Yes. I also... So, okay, they keep on mentioning... That, um, you know, that Schwartz got this nice Airbnb on the lake. Do you think, because they keep on saying we can get a hotel down the street. Do you think that someone will have to exit and say, I'm going to stay at a hotel down the street and we'll meet up for, like, events? Why aren't they just all staying at Harrah's? I would think Lisa could put them up 
complimentary since her restaurant is in the hotel. Well, then they can't do these little dock scenes and stuff. Like, it's probably just a great oh. filming location, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, I and, and they'll probably do the staying at the casino when the place opens or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We need Lala on the dock going topless. Yes. In the, in the freezing lake that apparently never gets warm. Or, yeah, or, or just them, yeah, like looking off into the distance and having some moments. I, I think it'll be beautiful filming. Okay, so my first instinct was a giant eye roll, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Another scene of Vanderpump Dogs. Lisa has to get her, her time in. I'm like, she's going to talk to James about being nice to Sandoval, and it wasn't that at all. At all. Okay, I have to say, I was extremely surprised with this scene. Um, a, a, because I thought that the the debut would be in Tahoe. I was surprised to have it be at Vanderpump Dogs. But I did have a giant issue with the fact that Summer, whoever, this is the second time she's been shown, um, says, uh, Lisa says to him, are you sure it's him? Like, are you sure it's Graham? You know it's Graham. They, it was chipped as Raquel's dog. That's why you went to go get it. Like, don't play <laughs> dumb with us. Are, are you sure it's him? <laughs> That's a good catch. God. That, okay, because my problem with the reveal in Tahoe really troubled me. I mentioned it on, you know, podcasts when, after we saw the trailer. Well, no, actually, after last summer when we saw it all happen on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about us that to take a dog that has gone through such turmoil the last several months and then to put him on a plane to Tahoe like it you know that's that's a lot um just for this little reveal and filming I thought was very selfish and irresponsible and so I was happy that that was not happening and the reason Graham was in Tahoe is because they were about to leave for Tahoe and obviously James had no one to watch Graham nor should anyone else watch him since he's already had enough owners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they brought him with obviously for lack of any other like, you know, way. So that makes me feel better that they didn't like fly him up on a plane and, and transfer him to Lisa's hotel. Like that's just a lot of chaos for a dog that's already having troubles, you know? They need stability. Yeah. Okay. So I was like really, I was really worried with a, how they were going to word this and if they were going to make Raquel look horrible or like, like I was wondering how I was like, how on earth are they going to do this and make it okay for everybody? And I thought, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I did not hate the way they revealed this and the way they did it. Like it was okay for me. I felt okay about it. Um, Lisa's basically, she's like, James, he's been rescued. And James immediately breaks down and he's like, oh my God, I, I, is, that, is that a gram? Oh my, you know, like, so he like immediately is emotional about it and basically says that Graham Cracker was his best friend and that he, you know, feels like he came back into his life or, you know, that he was always supposed to be in his life. And it's this very kumbaya moment. Yeah. 
And maybe they didn't know Raquel's side of what really happened and she only knows about the foster care. But I appreciate that, yes, she didn't say he was about to be murdered at a kill shelter. She said he's been in foster care, but he bit a few people. Which so is someone- which we heard that's true. Yes, and Raquel said it herself. And he was in foster care because they tried to they after he was trained, they rehomed him, but the rehome owners returned him because they had bit them too. So they returned Graham and Graham went back into foster care and they couldn't find a trainer um, or anyone to pay for a trainer and they chipped him and contacted Vanderpump Dogs. So at least they didn't, she didn't totally annihilate Raquel's story. She left out parts, but maybe Lisa didn't know those parts at that time. I don't know. Right. The only thing that I, that I felt like maybe they should have done and I'm sure, knowing Lisa, this is coming. But I felt like they should have, like, Lisa should have, like, kind of, like, had a talk with James and said, you know, I would like him to go home with you, but this is a very big responsibility. Like, this dog needs a stable life. Um, you know, like, it's amazing you have this new yard and stuff. Like, please, like, like she just let him walk out with the dog. Like, normally, when you're, like, adopting a dog, there's a giant, like, vetting process. And I think... It might have been neat to see him go through that. And especially being at Vanderpump Dogs, don't you want to show that, like, you vet your adoption knees? I don't know. Well, that's what she, during Puppygate, that's what she said, that they vet and then they make people sign contracts and, like, a non-refundable, like, $5,000 deposit or something. Um, and they take uh, the huge precautions and that was the whole argument about Puppygate that Dorit violated that contract so it's like where was the contract and the (laughs) yeah well I I, like I just I'm not saying it needed to be like super dramatic but I feel like it would have just shown like a responsible handoff of the dog and then also like because obviously we're going to go on a journey with Graham Cracker because you see they bring he brings the dog home to Allie and it's like barking at one of her cats you know it's like that is a transition that I'm sure we're going to see happen. He's bringing the dog to Tahoe. So um, maybe maybe they're going to do that later. I don't know. Well, I'm sure because, like, the cats are going to stay in the house. So they can't obviously leave him with the cats he's not acclimated to. Right, so it makes right, sense right. when they bring him. And then I, he said, we've got to get him some good training. So, which I think they did do then right after that. And that's when they decided to rename him and, like, fresh started after his new training and – yeah, how they I mean, like, act. yeah, I, I but I was pleasantly surprised of how this was revealed and how it happened. Like I I was like by the time I was done watching this episode, I was like, huh. And then with the coming attractions of Brock and Sheena next week, I was like, hell yes, like I think we have a good episode coming. Yeah. Um, just a couple of things on Watch What Happens Live. Andy had that bartender wrote a book on like how to attract the right guy. And Andy goes, I, I know some kids on Vanderpump rules that could use that help. And I'm like, kids, they're like, Sandoval's 41. <laughs> like, yeah. At what point are they not kids anymore? Andy, like there's no, no one is in their twenties at all anymore. James is 31. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest. Well, I guess Allie, isn't she like 29? Um, so yeah, that would be a little annoying. Yeah. Um, Schwartz again, just like you did with Joe, this poor girl, whoever Schwartz is seeing 
and we do have people that have been at Schwartz and Sandy's with this girl. He's like, Schwartz left with this girl. They were hand in hand. Schwartz's ex was there and she was mad. She ran up a bill and didn't want to pay it, thought Schwartz should pay it, but he left with his new girlfriend. So we know he's been with this girl for a while. How must she feel when he's like, I mean, I'm not not dating, you know, I'm hanging out, ish. Yeah, ish. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't think she'd like to be outed. It's like, well, so you it, don't have to out her name, but you can say, yes, I'm actually, yeah, say something. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't say, you know, it's like a situationship. He didn't even say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, did you notice how many times Andy and Jenna told him to sit up, stop slouching, be a man, sit confident? I felt bad about that. Like I, it's, just his, it's his mannerisms. Yeah, that, that's going to take a lot of work to break that habit. Well, and I, I also like that Andy referenced like how horrible he is on Watch What Happens Live and how horrible <laughs> the last appearance was. I thought that was funny. I also thought it was funny when he, when Lala and James got busted, you know, and then they finally got to come back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked that Andy kind of held his ass to the fire. Okay, so answer me this. Um, Question was, would you forgive your best friend for kissing your ex? Schwartz said, I can and I do. So, obviously, to me, don't you think he's talking about Max Boyens and Katie? Because mm. who else who else kissed Katie that is his friend or best friend? Sandoval didn't kiss Katie. No. And so, you guys, a couple months ago, we talked about some news that, first of all, A, Max Boyens was supposed to be on the Valley, but he walked off saying, this is the dumbest show ever. I don't want anything to do with it. And then we also heard that um, Max and Katie had hooked up. And I think it was just a hookup. They didn't, like, date. Um, and, you know, at the premiere party, who was Schwartz's plus one? Max. Yeah. So I think that was, you know... More confirmation on that. So I don't know if that'll be addressed this this season, but if it he just let the cat out of the bag if if not. And I could see I, mean, we, I could I could see him doing that. We let the cat out of the bag. He just confirmed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean on TV. So I I would like to i I'd like to see I wanna see that happen. And I want to see what Schwartz's reaction is going to be like. Oh, hey, buddy. It's okay. I understand. She, Katie's hot. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be any kind of conflict. No. Come on. What did you What did you think about um, Schwartz revealing that he had actually, the last time he contacted Raquel was before filming? And that he, yeah. did, he did a mental health check-in with her. We knew that. I remember talking about that. I, he either said it last. I think he said it last time he was on the time when he was really bad. Oh, okay. Uh, that was right around the time that he reached out to her. Okay. Because remember that was like May. It was like shortly after, like April and May, shortly after Scandaball. Mm. I think, or or I heard it from Raquel. Maybe it was on one of her podcasts or the Bethany interview. I think she said it too. More importantly, what did you think about him describing he and Joe as 
lightning in a bottle. Yuck. <laughs> I'm like, that is not the vibe I get. It makes me think that they had lightning in a bottle romance at one of Sandoval's shows because he sings that idiotic song. <laughs> lightning in a bottle was like Jackson's Dossy. Like that electric explosive. It's going to blow up in your face, but it's going to be hot before it does that. <laughs> you, you don't see Joe and, and Schwartz like that? Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, well, that's do you, do you think being into plants is hot or not? <laughs> that was such a stupid question. <laughs> there are questions. And what was the dumb... Oh, my God. Why did they waste our time with, okay, if the, he was going to put a bunch of Bravo Lab dogs up, sure. <laughs> we don't care what your staff's dogs' names are. We just wasted 10 minutes of time. We could have been talking about the New York Times or the Nick Vile podcast. I know. When, when, I, when I was watching that, Daisy, like, popped her head over on my phone, and she started guessing. I'm like, this is literally a game for a preschooler. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Such a waste of time. And even if it was like, you she's know, all, she's all, up. she's all, I think it's David. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> I did think that one was Dave and it wasn't. <laughs> um, it, you know, put up Lee, all of Lisa's dogs. Can you name all of, you know, fine. At least it's relevant. Yeah. Or have Jenna play it and like pop up Gordo and Butters and see if she can name them, you know? But this was so stupid. Like, God. Do you do you think Andy, do you need content? We can help you out. I know, geez. Do you think um Schwartz finished and followed Summer Moon? <laughs> yeah, because he's a s- slutty follower. I guess we, we haven't asked him. We need to corner him next time. Yeah. Um sure, what what do you think about him going out to um the spring lounge? Do you think there's gonna be a lot of people heading out to the spring lounge tonight to to go party? should so do you want to check that out in new york yeah yeah for sure (laughs) um i wonder who will because whoever will be on will be flying they'll be in new york when we're there they usually fly in on sundays yeah who could it be Mm, katie ariana (laughs) yeah ariana took off the 15th and 16th and then what was the other date? Because do you think that's when they would film the reunion that early? It seems too early. Yeah. So maybe they'll do it after her run is over. Yeah, maybe. I was very, I think it was like April 2nd or something or March 30th. Oh, could be March. That's when they did it last year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. She might just fly in for it and fly back out. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. The fact that she had to fly in for that premiere party for like an hour or two. Oof. Yeah. The reunion is going to be hard because that's so long and brutal and grueling plus hair and makeup and then to fly all the way back. So March 30th could be reunion filming. It could. It could. They started a little later, so I would think it could be April. We should count how many. Okay, let me get a calendar. So we're this was episode four, and 
So 5 on the 27, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh, my birthday is on a Tuesday. Um, episode 9 will be airing on my birthday. Okay, 10, 11. Okay, I don't think they're going to film it till April. Because, well, how many episodes do you think? Do you think there's more than 12? I think there's 16, 18? I actually don't. I don't think there's that many. So they said Raquel got paid 19 grand for 18 episodes. I didn't think they did 18 episodes or maybe that included three reunions. Yeah. They like 14 or 15. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't know. I, I, I wonder, I wonder how they think this is going. Like if they're, I feel like everyone's a little worried. I really do. Well, if episode 12 would be April 16th. Mm -hmm. So it could be April if they did 16, 14 or 16 episodes. Well. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But next week, oh my God, I'm so excited for next week. Me too. And we got to change the scenery, yes. get rid of some of yes. those filler scenes. Let's get right to the, ah! Yeah, let's move into it. Like, let's start, let's, let's just, it's been, the, the buildup has been slow, so we need, we need something. Yeah, at least it's different scenery. Yeah. Totally. Maybe no air, no more airplanes for one week. Yeah. And they're always showing, is Southwest sponsoring this show? It's always a Southwest plane. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Well, that's it. Okay, so this week, um, it's uh, I think it's the Beverly Hills finale tomorrow. Um, but we've got the Southern Hospitality reunion I think will be fun to cover. Um, and then hopefully the after shows and whatever yes. else comes out. So maybe we can do the after show on Southern Hospitality. Yeah, boy. Uh, that sounds good. I'll talk about Beverly Hills on Patreon. So, cool. Well, stay tuned. Hit us up. Let us know if you have any questions. New York tips. Vanderpump Rules Party at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram there or the Facebook group. Join that. And, you know, you get a lot of stuff breaking news in there before it hits the gram i know and there's been um so many fun dms you guys have given us like fun new york advice and what to wear and stuff like that i was just thinking i'm gonna have to like i know you know all the traveling rules <laughs> but um i'm traveling with all my medicine like and i'm gonna have to figure out how to do that and how to bring all my stuff and make sure that I don't get sick oh. while i'm there with and all my needles and all that stuff so I, i'm gonna have to read about that so i don't yeah. make any mistakes going through the little thing. Yeah, I yeah I actually know nothing about that. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll have to I'll read up on that. But I started um, thinking well, about that, and I was like, oh my god, I have to keep it cold. I like that's gonna be. Oh, okay. So listeners, please DM or email us, and if you uh, how how you travel with your yeah diabetes I, medicine and needles and stuff. Yeah. 
keeping it cold. Well, I have a little like a thing, but it it only stays cold for so long. But I'm sure uh, I'll make it to the hotel or whatever. I mean, I have a ton of those ice pack things I get all the time. Yeah, my thing, it's like a little, like I have like a little cooler bag. Like I'll make it there fine, but then soon after I'll need a refrigerator, but that'll be fine. Oh, usually hotels have them. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, if not, we can make uh, make one. Yeah, we'll make it. Ice machine <laughs> and a garbage bag. Yeah. It's called a redneck cooler. Totally. Bat in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll actually, I'll call the hotel and ask them if they have them in the room. Usually they all do now. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be really weird if there wasn't. Yeah. Well, it is New York, though. The rooms are very small. Yeah, yeah. I have heard that, too. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. We will be back very soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.